Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Texas Hill Country Market Update brought to you by the Texas Hill Country Advisors. It's myself, Andrew Gay, and my business partner, Gilbert Pies. Good morning, Gilbert. How are we doing? Good morning, Andrew. I'm doing great. Good, good. Yep. We got the uh, market was up substantially yesterday. Oh, had you a think? Nice, yeah, had, yeah. A, <laughs> had a nice little day. Um, we're kind of mixed. We're down to start off the day, taking a breather from that. But uh, yeah, so it's like... I'd say a 700-point move in the Dow was... Uh, or 700 closing up 700 points on the dow is pretty good update and uh considering where it started out that's about a thousand point move i mean it was down 250 i think at one point yeah it was it was a big swing so um but our so, man jay powell did some talking yesterday and sparked a rally yeah he sure did um and that's what we're going to talk about today so it's about 9 30 a.m in beautiful kerrville texas here in the Texas Hill Country, so uh, let's jump right in. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member FINRA SIPC, Texas Hill Country Advisors, not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Andrew Gay, Gilbert Pies, and Texas Hill Country Advisors, and not those of Next Financial Group. The S&P 500 is a market cap-weighted index composed of common stocks of 500 leading companies and leading industries of the U.S. economy, and the Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. All right, so we'll see if this tailwind that we got yesterday in the markets lasts for the beginning of December. Uh, but every time December starts, it always makes me think of that Counting Crows song, Along December, you know that song, A Chance? Uh, I'm, I don't remember it off the top of my head, yeah. but I'm sure I'm it's, sure I would recognize it if I heard it. Yeah, they're, they're an interesting group. There's a, there's, and every time I think about that now, I watched this podcast one time that had the lead singer and he was kind of expanding on some of his experience, but it, it's funny because they're like an Americana type group or like you think about that. Anyway, his story was that he had people come to him that would have this image in their head about like hearing their songs and driving across, you know, open American country in an old truck with a straw hat. And then they talk to him and he's like talking about the most updated, like he's very musical. He's very like, he's talking about like what the pop, like what Bruno Mars was doing melodically in their music space. And they're just like, and their, their reaction was just like, man, you just ruined every image I had. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I remember that interview. But anyway, so now when December pops up, I think about the Counting Crows. So, and Adam uh, Duritz. I think well, let me there. tell you what I think about December. Yeah, I let's think hear about it. Santa Claus, uh, more specifically, Santa Claus rallies. Yeah. Uh, December can sometimes be of volatile month but uh what, what december is known for in the market anyway is is santa claus rallies and you know we we've had some decembers in the past few years that were not rallies they were butt kickers but this year it seems like uh things might be setting up for a nice santa claus rally. yeah and it looks like uh looks like it if it can hold the momentum that we got yesterday so uh, a couple of the points from from yesterday and we actually didn't do a show yesterday so we got some catching up to uh, the Jerome Powell, the Fed chair, Jerome Powell, had a press conference yesterday that he did a speech and then he answered some questions. And it seemed like the gist that came, of, of what came out of there, what he said was that it looks like they might ease up on their interest rate hikes 
soon. He actually said as soon as the December meeting. Yes. Uh, which we we kind of know that we've been talking about that because they're expected the market is pricing in that they're only going to hike half a percentage point uh, in December, which is less than the seventy five basis point rate hike or three quarters of a percent that they've been doing. Uh, which would which would I guess by definition be easing uh, easing up or softening from some perspective, but they're still raising rates. Yes. Um, but I think that the confirmation or the seemingly confirmation that we got yesterday that that might be the case, markets really like that, and that that's kind of what rocketed us up through the close yesterday because he started talking about twelve thirty our time and i mean as soon as that happened as soon as he opened his mouth he said a few things and the market just popped yes um and, but, it, and it just got better throughout the afternoon yeah it did like i kind of melted up into the close yes um yes. yeah and, and and make no mistake about it he he said yesterday very clearly that they're not done raising interest rates they are going to keep raising interest rates however the pace of increases is what's important. And up until yesterday, it was all speculation on the market's part. And hearing him talk just added some proof or added maybe some more credibility to the speculation. Because even right now, frankly, it's all speculation, right? Until they make their announcement on December the 14th, right. we, we really don't know what they're going to do. But listening to him talk yesterday, it seems to indicate yeah, they're only going to do 50 basis points in December. And assuming things work out well, the next meeting, maybe they do just 25. And then after that, they might stop. Right. Um, well, at least that's what we that's what we think. So we'll, that's the plan. That's the plan. That's the plan. <laughs> and if and if that happens, the, the market really is going to start looking forward, as, as we've talked about, even during the summer, we I think we were a little early in in you know, calling it. But I think uh, now we're getting to the point where the market's going to say, okay, if they're slowing it down, that means at some point they're going to stop. And if that, if they're going to stop, then at some point down the road, that means they're going to lower. And that's what the market's looking forward to. Uh, I think it's way too early to, to, to talk about lowering interest rates. I don't, I wouldn't expect that to happen until 2024, 20, late 2023 yeah. at the earliest okay maybe 24, depending on how uh, the economy turns out. In other words, uh, recession, is it a mile wide and, and an inch deep, or is it six miles deep and, you know, half an inch wide? I don't know. Um, it, it all depends how that works out. But that's what the market's looking at. And if the market feels like the Fed's going in the direction they think they will, we should have a nice little rally for, uh, for December. It may not be much more than what we got here yesterday, but I, I think there it builds us case for having a solid December. And actually, Powell said something yesterday about that, about they want to be very cautious to not over-tighten. Um, you know, it's surprising to me that they don't talk more about the balance sheet as a monetary policy tool to kind of tighten things up, even though they are doing that. But they're um, doing that on purpose, I think. Well, and then <laughs> the other part of that is, too, he got questioned about that yesterday, and they just said he, – he said that um, – he gave, like, a lengthy answer, but it was like we're going to do it up, to, up until a certain point and then basically pause and, and reevaluate uh, before we continue any further with any of that. So, like, he actually – he did make some comments about it yesterday and talked about it a little bit, but didn't really expand 
on any of that. But mention go go back to what you just said about them doing it on purpose. Yes, yes. I I, I think as we've talked about on this show before many times, the the balance sheet is one of the other tools that they have to take money out of the economy and tighten things up. And for for a year or two years during COVID, they were doing nothing but quantitative easing, which is putting money into the economy. Now they're doing the exact opposite, quantitative tightening, and they're taking money out of the economy by not reinvesting the proceeds from maturities that they've had over the past couple of years. And and what people have to recognize is that when if they put money into the economy, they're going to have to pull it out. And when they pull money out of the economy, that's its own set or own form of tightening. Um, and, and we think that's happening. But but for whatever reason, they don't really talk about it a whole lot. I, I think it's because they probably think it makes people nervous to talk about the trillions. Of, I was going to say nine trillion dollars. Yeah, like, yeah, it makes me nervous. Of dollars that that is out there that, that they are actively working on reducing and eliminating. Um, so. It, it's interesting that, that they don't talk more about it. And, and I'm surprised they actually didn't do quantitative tightening sooner. But, you know, they, they, they've been behind the eight ball on inflation for a while now. And uh, they're, they're trying to get caught up. They're just they're, they're doing their best not to panic people about inflation. But but they're also of the opinion that they need to get a handle of this thing. And so they're they're doing a lot of stuff. In the front, in the foreground, but they're also doing a lot of stuff in the background that people don't really recognize as being an issue. But they're they're doing it. They just don't talk a lot about it. Right. Uh, let's go back to oh the one other mention I'll I'll mention that's not really related to market stuff other than the Counting Crows kicking off December is last night I saw parts of an interview from the Colbert Show when uh. Janet Yellen, former Fed chair, Janet Yellen, and now Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen was on there. And it was really funny because he made a reference about, he's like, why is it so secret? Do y'all sacrifice goats and wear garments <laughs> and all this kind of stuff? And, right. and it's like, you know, and if you know those people, they're just so dry. And like, and it was funny watching her and him because he's such a personality and like has, you know, funny jokes and all this kind of stuff. And then she's just like, not like that at all and so anyway it was it was interesting so i threw their picture up there on the little graphic. most most math people or or policy makers like that that operate in the background they have the personality of a box of rocks i mean they just they're just not they're not people people for a reason <laughs> right right you know and some of that came out in the in the questioning yesterday with jerome powell they asked him uh what he did in the morning before work and he was just like work <laughs> like, but he said no he said he gets up early and he said he gets up super early, reads a lot, and drinks his coffee in peace. And I was like, well, that's relatable. Yeah, you know, yeah, I get that. Um, but yeah, there's not. And it's funny, too, because he has a little bit more of a personality, I think, than some of the other ones. Because he, he does joke some. Yeah, too. He, he's, um, he's definitely more of a people person than, say, uh, Ben Bernanke or uh, even Alan Greenspan. He, he was, they were, those guys were not known for smiling very much and warm and fuzzy yeah they they weren't they you, you didn't want to hug them you just wanted to run away from them because they seem so weird yeah just not not friendly little, at all a little dry mm -hmm. not approachable okay all right so back to the data we got we got well speaking of data we got data out today let's look at that so we got well, we got um, to talk about adp numbers too from the day before yesterday 
Oh, yes. You know, but I, I keep hearing that they don't put a lot of stock in that. It's like because because they look to it as hints for what's coming up in the jobs numbers. But because it's ADP, they don't like I, I, I literally heard someone yesterday talking about like analysts don't really pay attention to it. And there was another one today. It was the Challenger. Yeah, right here. The Challenger job cuts. That was the other one they were beating up this morning, too. And they were saying, you know, they don't. Like there's this one guy and he's just like, yeah, don't pay attention to that. <laughs> and it's funny how they cherry pick those things. Right. Yes, yes. Um, and, and speaking of, let me see if I can get, I think I can get the, let's do. Well, and, and all of us know that when it comes to statistics, uh, there's statistics and then there's damn statistics. You, you can make statistics say whatever the hell you want. <laughs> people people can can make it say whatever they want if they use the right information to you to say whatever it wants so um, but but I think we can put some stock into some of the stuff that the Fed uses to make their yeah. determinations okay so like this is we'll start with yesterday and we'll build up to the PCE data uh, that we got today but so yesterday we had the ADP employment change for November that came in and it came in lower than expected by a good bit which is good for the fed right yes. because and that's what we've been talking about is saying listen that is good in this scenario that's right because it means that those interest rate hikes that they've been doing is it seems like it's taking some effect now i would say um i don't know if i'd hold my breath to see if see if that's a tip off to see what we're gonna find out tomorrow um but but we'll know by the time we're doing the show tomorrow morning we'll have the jobs numbers the non-farm payrolls and the and the unemployment rate for November. So we'll see if this gives us a hint um, about what to expect tomorrow morning. But yeah, so like that, maybe that's a sign that, you know, things are starting to trend in the right direction. And maybe we'll see the labor market ease up a little bit or the unemployment rate ease up a little bit. Right. Um, but that was it. It came in at 127,000. And when you say ease up, you mean go up some more. That's right. Yes. That's right. Yes. Correct. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah, it, it was forecasted. The ADP number was forecasted to come in at just shy of 200,000. It came in at 127. The previous 127,000, the previous number was 239,000. Um, and, you know, that just means that the lower the number, the less jobs that were being added for that month, uh, in this case, November, which means that know it's not as robust there's not as many jobs being added so hopefully that might translate into a little bit higher tick up in the unemployment rate so and and uh same thing for non-farm payrolls too we'd we'd expect that um, those would drop off a little bit and not be adding as many just like similar scenario with this adp number right but uh, we get both of those tomorrow so um oh and then the other thing i did mention i mentioned this yesterday on the lead uh, my parents there, but uh, the GDP estimate revision um, for Q3 went up from 2.6 to 2.9. But if you factor in Q1 and Q2 of this year, we're basically still like flat um, on growth for the year. So not not any uh, anything earth shattering there. Uh, and then this morning we got personal spending. Uh, it came in uh, month over month at 0.8%, and personal income came in at 0.7%. Those were both uh, higher than what was expected, um, but it just speaks to the fact that the U.S. consumer is still spending money. Um, but interestingly enough, one of the discussions I was listening to this morning was that, what does the Fed do? And 
what would their outlook be if the consumer continues to spend um, and an income maybe still remains elevated, but inflation looks like it's peaking and dropping off? Would they still be willing to, uh, you know, reverse course or would they just hold or what would they do? Because um, it does seem like inflation is starting to moderate, but the consumer is still spending. I would think this is what that made me think of after hearing that this morning was just that the and, and Jerome Powell mentioned this yesterday, too, was that there is a lag of I mean, we've talked about this before and maybe it's just not fully integrated yet into the full economy, including the consumer spending side. So the interest rate, the tightening of the monetary policy and the restrictive point that it's at right now still might have an impact on personal spending, but we might not see it until next year till we get out of the holiday season. Uh, but anyway, that was, yeah. So th those two things came in this morning. And then the, the other one that I think is the biggie is the PCE, or this is the other metric of inflation that comes in a little bit later than the CPI, than the headline inflation. Uh, we usually get that in the middle of the month and then we get this one towards the end of the month. Um, and this is, so it's, it's October's number. We already got the headline inflation or CPI for October. Um, and then we get the next CPI in mid December for November. So the CPI we always get before the PCE and those are both metrics of inflation, but the PCE is the one that the fed seems to favor. And right here was the biggie, the core this is just like the basket number actually ticked up a little bit. It ticked up to 0.2% month over month, but that was still less than what was uh, forecasted for. But if you look at the year over year number, here's it, there it is. Okay. If you look at the year over year number, it looks a whole lot better. It's actually down from the previous month and looks like, hey, it might actually be, might actually be moderating um, like for real this time. So uh, like I said, that's still October's number. So we'll get the the next one for uh, the next inflation number for November, mid December, and then we'll get that this we'll get this metric again towards the end of December. Um, so we'll just kind of have to wait that out and see, see see where we end up with that. But it seems like so far it's promising. For sure. Yeah. Um, and then you can see there on the right hand side too that the markets are down to start off the morning this morning, um, down slightly. The Nasdaq's pretty much flat to down so it's the s&p dow's down just shy of one percent so, you know talking about the market i was just going to say with yeah. yesterday's big move in the dow the dow was up four percent i think for the day um it was only down three three something uh, for the year last week <laughs> uh you know i don't know that i i don't know what today and tomorrow are going to hold for the market but um assuming they don't drop substantially between now and the end of the week, um, this week's going to be a really positive week and the Dow might be really close to being breaking even for the year. We were calling for that earlier. If we, if we had a Santa Claus rally, we'd, uh, it wouldn't be impossible to see the Dow. Now is the Dow the, the best measure for the, the overall equity market? Probably not. It's, it's, it's a very limited, uh, index. It's only got 30 stocks in it. Um, uh, but but it's a it's a major one, and it's the one that most people look at and are familiar with. Uh, the more more the more likely benchmark you should be looking at is the S and P five hundred, and that's still down. Um, uh, it was double digits, but now it's single digits. Uh, yeah. And and the the S and P was up yesterday, I think, uh, almost four percent. So um, 
you know, if we have a strong end of year rally, we could see the Dow and the S&P either flat to positive for the year. That would be great. I, I don't think we're going to see that in the NASDAQ. NASDAQ still down double digits. Right. And uh, we would have to have a hell of a rally for December in the technology space, technology sector to um, see the NASDAQ uh, improve and, and even close flat. But if it can make any kind of recovery, that'd be great for everybody. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's just, it just is almost mind blowing to me about how, how far down we were in the middle of the summer. And mm-hmm. then to think that the Dow can close has a potential to close positive for the year. I mean, it's just wild. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let's, let's see how it works out. I think, um, you know, we, we don't, uh, I mean, Andrew are not uh, people that would tell you that, you know, well, you just gotta, you know, just look at the performance, just look at the performance. no, um, there, there's a lot more things to consider than just performance, but it, it certainly is a metric that people look at and say, hey, wow, it's not so bad after all. Right. Um, and so we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We're, we remain hopeful. Let's let's hope that come December the 13th, we get some good inflation data for November. And then December 14th, the following day, we get some good news from the Fed about interest rates just going up half a point versus three quarters and uh, I, I think that'll be really, really exciting for everybody. Okay, and then last but not least, before we jump off the unemployment rate tomorrow, I said uh, I still can't make up my mind if I want to say 3.7 or 3.8, but I'll just go 3.7 and okay. hope that I'm wrong. I hope it's higher than that. But what you said 3.9? 3.9. I'm okay. sticking with 3.9. Right. Let's all see. All right, all right. Let's see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Um, but yeah, okay. I think that'll do it for today. Any parting thoughts? Before we jump off, Gilbert, you want anything to add anything? You know, um, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to the next couple of weeks. I, th- I think all, all of us are going to be um, either pleasantly surprised or sadly disappointed. <laughs> no, <laughs> in between. There's, there's probably no in between. But we, we've had, I, I think this year speaks to the fact of people needing to be resilient in the face of adversity, people needing to be focused on the long term because if if you had gotten into the market in january you got in at the highs by june of the of this year you were down substantially and you were probably scared as oh get up but if you just focus on the long term look at the long term here we are in december of 2022 and the markets have made a significant recovery now are we back to where we were no not exactly but on in some of the indexes we are pretty close to being even and and i'm not going to sit here and tell you well aren't you happy you're back to even no of course not but it's a whole lot better than where we were and and so the the market is is proving again why you should focus on the longer term and not just focus on short-term results because as smart as you know, people in the market think they are, we, we just really don't know what's coming down the road. But if you just focus on the longer term, um, you, you can see not only a substantial recovery, but I think uh, over time, you can see an, a substantial increase in value over time. Yeah. Um, you, you, just can't, you just can't look at the short term. And, and so um, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that the rest of December will be very nice. Um, because you know, I, I I'm just a glass half full kind of person, and I think uh, we're we're going to all be very happy with what happens towards the end of the year. I I hope that you're right. I back I back all that up because I'm, <laughs> I'm a glass half full person too. But, yes. Um, yes. 
done done as well. And there's you know, and that's part of maybe there's some wisdom in there somewhere about understanding that over the long term, statistically, like long, long term, statistically, you'd be all right. And yeah. so there's not a reason to really be pessimistic about stuff, even in the midst of adversity, like you said this year. So that was well said. Yeah, like even that. even when you're getting kicked in the teeth and slapped <laughs> around green. like a redheaded stepchild, you you know, there's still a reason to be hopeful and optimistic. Yeah. Amen to that. Okay, guys, thank you so much for your viewership and participation. And we'll catch you back here tomorrow morning. We'll have some more juicy economic data to discuss with you guys. We'll have jobs numbers to talk about. That's right. We'll <laughs> see We'll see how far off the mark Gilbert and I are with our, <laughs> our speculations about the numbers, job unemployment rate. So uh, I called Jay Powell yesterday afternoon after his speech and told him, hey, man, you did a great job. Keep yeah, pat yourself on the back, bud. <laughs> yeah, left him a, mess, a voicemail and uh, shot him a text. Uh, thumbs up. <laughs> well, happy December once again to everybody out there. And we'll be back here tomorrow. And don't forget, please share our content. We're on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and then all places where podcasts exist. So thank you so much. We'll catch you back here in La Manana.